Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein talking to you yet again. And I am in sunny Florida. I'm looking out here through the window and I see the water in front of me. I see a big, big turtle who has crawled up on the sand next to the water. And she's just lying there in the sunshine, I suppose. If she wants to lay eggs, which they do about this time of the year, I think, they crawl up and they go as far as they feel they can, uh, where you at least have some trees and bushes or some kind of protection, and they dig them to the little hole, and then they drop their eggs in there. Unfortunately, those eggs are gone by the end of the day because birds or other animals are sitting there just waiting for those turtles to go away so they can dig up those eggs. And it's so sad, you know, to see that year after year. Anyway, I hope you're well. And I hope you are following your inner light. And my website is findingyourinnerlight.com. I'm going to talk about following your inner light today, but really what you see the title is about UFOs, extraterrestrials, and other extraordinary things. In a way, those things fit into a package, one of the same. Because what does it take to experience and understand these extraordinary things? It takes an open mind. And when you have an open mind, you actually are following your inner light. Because we are meant to be open. We're not meant to sit in this little boxed-in belief that things are supposed to be a certain way, the way we were probably brought up to be. And we were also brought up, depending who you were, oh, you know, you you come, you belong to our group here and no one will accept our race or something like this. Or you're a woman, or you're, you can't do that and this and that. No, that has nothing to do with it. We all follow something called your inner light. That's it. Why I wanted this title today is that uh, we have seen so much in the headlines, media, about unidentified objects up in the sky, and that we have shot down all those different objects up in the sky. Well, we knew that the first object that the United States was shooting down was a spy balloon, evidently. This is what the government has told us, so we believe that. They shot down a balloon sent out by the country or the state of China, and now they knew that. But then shortly after that, and maybe because now they were more observant and they started to watch the skies a little bit more, 
they discovered all kinds of flying objects in the northern part of the States and in Canada. And I tell you something out there. There have been flying objects on the northern part of the planet and the southern part of the planet around the poles for years and years and years. And no one has paid any attention. But now suddenly, oh yes, we're shooting down things. And I thought, well, you're shooting down unidentified objects and you don't even know what they are and you shoot first and you ask questions later and you don't ask them you don't ask those who probably know you're asking yourself (laughs) oh what was that I have to check it out as if you knew anything more about it but then on the other hand I think and I know the government knows so much more about what's going up in the upper, upper, upper skies above us than they want us to know. Somehow you might not believe that. And then you wonder why. Why would they do that? Why wouldn't they share it with you? Governments don't share information with people when they feel they're not in control of something and when they cannot change things. Because once you have a society that starts to discover things and hear things that no one knows much about, you create chaos. And that's what they are afraid of, to create chaos out in this world, this planet Earth. If we're told too much about extraterrestrials and UFOs, this is a subject I love and I'm very knowledgeable and I'm not going to share too much of my knowledge because I don't know how much you're willing to receive. However, it's been going on with this connection or this contact with this space people, if you can say so. For thousands of years. How do you think those pyramids were built? Were all those cities in South America with angles that could not possibly have been done with our kind of weapons or tools rather you had at that time planet? What do you expect? And how on earth could you build planets in Egypt? It would be pyramids, sorry. How could you build pyramids in Egypt and with certain measurements and made precisely to magical number? And you did the same thing across the Atlantic in Central America or in South America. How could that, or in India for that, all over the planet? There were all those pyramids with the same measurements. Can you explain that? So you think those were built with with horses, schlepping those big stone blocks? And who cut them with what kind of tools? Come on. We are measuring things with our minds. And all we know is what we know. (laughs) know. We don't try to open our minds to more knowledge. 
I'm together with scientists a lot, and scientists come to me a lot. They have, the good ones, have a very strong open mind. And they see certain things they cannot share with this world because we are not ready for it. Many of the questions I have received from people have been that why why do we not know more? Why do you, they come here? Let's say I have a question where to see. So, uh, yes, what are they? What are these flying objects? Well, to get to places, you need a vehicle. And we have measured, you know, the way to get around in the universe with the kind of speed that we know with gasoline, oil, you know, those kind of things, or electricity, certain ways of it. But we don't measure things with other types of energy that we have not even started yet. I touched on that a little bit in my book, The White Light, that if you haven't read it, you should really, really read it. I mentioned extraterrestrials that too. But there are ways to move around without those earthly tools that we have been used to. And now we try to get out in space with those earthly energy sources like oil. <laughs> oh, yeah, good luck with that. And how are you going to get home eventually? And who is going to maneuver these vehicles because they're going to be too slow. They're not going to go through the dimensions. And that is what you have to do. We are supposed to, in the future, to traveling between the dimensions. That is the future of making connection with other cultures that are different from us. I hear a lot from people or ask the have how do this look like, these creatures from outer space? It depends who they are. Even here on Earth, we look different. If you look at people individually, they look different. And the races look different. different. So we are different already here. Out on Earth, they look, I have only seen Two kinds, I think. One, two, maybe three kinds. And those kinds look very much like we do. And when I say I've seen, I mean that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean that for sure. Then you probably ask, why would you see all these things all the time? Because I'm working with a different energy. I have an incredibly open mind. I work with my open mind and I work with the light. That light that you have within you as well. Yes, I am the light. This is the way. This is who you are. Jesus said that. Did we understand what he was saying? No, we changed it. And we said, oh, I am the light. I am the one, you know. Now, he even said later on at another occasion, or at least another chapter in the Bible, as they said it, I 
you can do what I do, even more so. It's all that. This is the New Testament. But if you go to the Old Testament, that was written way, way back. And there are so many good things that actually, I think, come from extraterrestrial knowledge, like the Ten Commandments. If we here on earth follow the Ten Commandments, we would have a different planet altogether. We would have peace on earth. No religion got hold of this and made it so it belonged to their religion. Jews have the Ten Commandments. They're all very similar because they come from the same era and the same place. The Arabs, the Islam religion, they have the same. Yes. And of course, Christianity. So me as a Christian, from the beginning, I was told these are our commandments. God gave it to us. Well, to our belief. For this religion is such a messed up situation. No wonder people go away from it. And no wonder you're confused. And no wonder when I talk like this, you take distance from me. You don't want to hear what I'm saying because it bothers you. It bothers what you have been told before. Religion has done a lot of good, but religion has also done a lot of harm. Think about all these people who have been killed in the name of religion. Ha! God did not create religion. Men did. And I say men, not meaning human beings. I mean men, as opposed to women. No no woman was asked how to create religion. Men did that all by themselves. And people who did not follow those rules, they were now outlawed. They were condemned. They were punished. And it was not a good time at that time because this was just a way for men to control their society. I believe so many good pieces of wisdom came from this extraterrestrial connection that was channeled down to people. Oh yes, I also believe that is the source of wisdom, of knowledge within each one of us because we have that universe within us. So, You know, another thing I noticed, once you connect with this ET, extraterrestrial energy, and you have met that in person, your clogged human mind opens up. That's a fact. You see things in a very clear way. Your awareness changes. There is an awareness of all planets on all planets out there. And we pick up on that when we live on that planet. Our awareness here is very much an awareness of control and of leadership, I believe. However, not all people follow that. So there is this also consciousness of just submitting of becoming a slave, you know. 
I have noticed when I worked with people all over the world through my private consultations and workshops, etc., etc. And I noticed that each country has a different energy. And I believe in reincarnation, of course. So reincarnated souls tend to go to particular countries. So now the country of Finland, and I have a lot of Finnish listeners, so listen to this, that I have noticed that people in Finland have picked up on the energy of Tibet a lot, which is a very strong energy of spirituality. And that sits in Finland. Now, if I go over the water, (laughs) the Baltic Sea, to Sweden, people who come to Sweden in a large number are there to heal. These are people who have been suffering in a previous, previous lifetime. And they have been killed in strange ways sometimes, like in ceremonies, religious or cults or the ceremonies of religious cults. And now they're walking around cunning or wanting to heal. And in Sweden, you have an unbelievable appetite for spirituality, more than anywhere in the world. Now, Norway, however, you are different from the Swedes. You have this kind of empowerment energy in you in a completely different way. And you're very forward-looking, very, very very constructive-looking. And you don't have that oh, uh, recovery uh, energy like they have in Sweden, for instance. You have your own creative energy. And it's a very light, kind of beautiful energy and very, very constructive, very inspirational, I would say. Now, in Germany, again, you have a lot of people walking around wanting to be healed. In Russia, there you have people who have been suffering and they keep on taking on that role of being victims in Russia a lot. And they have to kind of defend themselves a lot. And I talk about the Russian people. And Russian people, the way I have met them, they don't want any wars. Not at all. I like Russian people. I like the people of Russia. I do not like Putin. And I say that because he represents this completely other side of humanity. A completely negative, dark energy. And I cannot for my life understand that he's allowed to keep on doing what he's doing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why on earth is he still there? Okay, I hope you got that. Now, have you heard of uh, the former Canada ex, well, defense minister? He's dead now, but I understand. But his name was Paul Hellyer. And he said that, and he said it many times, he's been standing by it and he's talking about it in conferences. And he was an extremely respected man, this Canadian defense minister. And he told the world 
we are in contact with extraterrestrials. Yes, we are in contact with extraterrestrials all the time. They are communicating with governments. And I think right now we have come to the point that we're starting to break in people a little bit to just the knowledge and the words of extraterrestrials. So we start to get used to that. Just to say, oh yeah, we shot down those objects. And I know for sure that those, if they were extraterrestrial, <laughs> you know, the UFOs that they were shot, shooting down, I know they couldn't have been manned. If they had been manned, they wouldn't have allowed themselves to be shot. They would have the means to just get out of the way. Of course. They're so much advanced than we are. What do you expect? The sea and the, and the instruments that, oh, this the rocket is coming towards us. Do you think they would stay there? They just go a little higher. Oops, in a second, the way they move. So this is the way. So I think this was a kind of a test for the people to start to hear the word. Ex-defense minister of Canada, Mr. Hellyer, he said also that they have been given the word that they feel that they cannot step into this planet Earth yet because they are not trusting the Earthlings. And also they could have given us so many more tools and so much more knowledge of the technology, of the more advanced technology. But we were not ready for that. And he mentions that when people can drop a bomb on a big city like Hiroshima and drop that bomb and see all those people being killed and suffering and everything around it. And when they do that with the plain intention to hurt and kill, we are not ready for the help from the outside cosmos. We are not. But all these extraterrestrials out there are terrified that we are going to ruin, ruin cosmos with what we are doing here. And that's in there. That's the fact. They are terrified that we, with our weapons, and what is going on now in, the, in Ukraine, that we are going to destroy this planet. And then the whole balance of the cosmos will get out of place. Well, just look at it a smaller way. If you suddenly would take out from the map, take out Africa, for instance, what will happen to planet Earth? It wouldn't swing the same way. It wouldn't rotate the same way. It would be a disaster. It would collapse. The whole planet would collapse. And if we take our planet Earth, just like that, which we are about to do, the way we allow those little guys, like in North Korea or in, in Russia, just to govern the world, when we allow that and we don't remove them one way or the other, and why do we not all stick together in that intention to change this world? I'm not saying we should go out and shoot anyone. Don't come with that. I'm just saying you have to change the way it looks now, period. 
And that could, of course, be done. So uh, that all that we're doing more and more, we're using weapons of mass destruction. Do you think this is good for us? Of course not. We'll destroy the planet. It will destroy the cosmos. And that is something we have not thought about. So we have to change the control on this earth. Get rid of those wrong powers who govern us and start to bring in a new kind of loving power. How does that start? Dyke Hammarskjöld of the United Nations, he was the Secretary General of the United Nations, which was back in the 50s. He said that, that unless you have this spiritual change and we change people, we will never have peace on earth. So spirituality has something to do with this. And that's why those dark forces out there always have tried to get rid of those powers that preach the light, so to speak. As you know, I've had those dark powers trying to get to me again and again and destroy my work and destroy my websites and everything else. They come back and back and back and I come back and back and back. And as long as I'm going to live, I'm going to be on that line. So it's one thing we have to know. We could not handle an extraterrestrial if that extraterrestrial would want to destroy us. If they had wanted to destroy us, they would have done that a long time ago. They just want to control us so we don't go get out of line the way we have been doing all the time. And we could learn so much if we start to listen to those powers who represent the love and light of the universe. This is something that we have to think about. And how do we get to that? Well, we have to get that new energy, what I call the feminine energy, that sits in each one, men and women and animals and everyone. We have this feminine energy, which is the spiritual energy. We have it, so we should use it. Many questions, many have asked, if those UFOs and ETs were real, why don't they show themselves to us? Well, I just explained that. They're terrified of us. <laughs> we would destroy them. We would just create more problems if they come here. They meet those they want to meet. And they do that. And it sits in families. It's not only that suddenly one person in the family, it could be now the parent of that same person and the grandparent and the grandchildren and so on. So it follows certain family lines. And you probably didn't know that, but it really does sit in families. And we see that also that there are some families who really, really want to work with love and light more than others. The others may only want to work 
with control, meaning money. Unfortunately, we have made the wrong God being worshipped here on this planet Earth. And that is power through money, the greed and the lies and the the dishonor we begin to see. And I'm very frank about this. It has to come to a change. So many of us could start this second and just make a little change in their lives. Not to put that greed first. Just put love and light first. So many also have in position, usually the wives of, of someone in position, the wife of the former prime minister of Japan, she describes how she was taken aboard a spaceship and explained everything that she said was like a dream. That's okay. <laughs> how would you otherwise find out if it wouldn't be like presented to you through a dream? Sometimes many clients of mine explain, oh, I met my dead mother in a dream. And it was so real, I could touch her, all this and that. And I said, yes, that's the only way you would receive it in your mind. Because if you saw it during the day, you would just not even see her. This is how close we are in our minds. I've talked a lot. I could talk many, many more programs. So if you want more of this, let me know. Because, again, as I said, this is a subject that I know a lot about. And I know that that is a reality that is waiting for us if we are willing to open up to it. And we are going, once we start to do this on this planet, we begin to receive more of technology, more of those things that are of value, but no one wants to give those pieces of technology to a planet where they will go out and conquer other planets and build their own hotels and put a sign on it, this is mine, and now you have to pay to get to see this hotel on the planet, whatever it's going to be called. So we have to stay away from from this greed and also that they're afraid we will go out and then in space, and begin to shoot at other beings out there, only because we now have set our foot on this other planet. So what good is it, what good use is it to start to tell people on this planet where the consciousness is so low, where you find it's okay to order more weapons and shoot and shoot and shoot on each other? And to allow all those weapons of mass destruction actually to be in the hands of any little kid, which you see in America. That politician thinks, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely good. You know, we can do that. Shows we're free to do that. Okay. I must not get too excited here. So let us stop right here. And I will do a little meditation of the light, which I do after each little talk on my podcast. 
and also in my private sessions with people. This is how I do it each time. Half of the session is that we go into this light and we explore the light. And in fact, what we explore in a session is we explore your inner light through metaphors and symbols, etc., etc. This is how it works in a healing session. Once we remove all those blockages, then you are fine. You are healed. And in all these little meditations I do in these podcasts, they are the same thing. Well, of course, I have many people listening, but of course, it's one person at a time. So I'm talking to you, just to you right now. And I'm talking to your inner light. And now you close your eyes. And you feel more and more relaxed. So completely relaxed. I am. I am. You begin to get a grip on this. And. And you breathe in. And you breathe out. And you breathe in this beautiful power of the universe, the power of strength, of love, of light. And you're suddenly so relaxed, so very, very relaxed. Yes, I am of the light. I am a shiny being in this universe and I love to be part of this shiny universe so full of opportunities I am I am yes I am I am and now you are totally relaxed your eyes are closed And you feel that within you, in your chest area, that is an energy, an energy of love and light. Yes, an energy of love and light. You feel more and more and more connected now. More and more connected to something very, very big within you. And you begin to smile. And as soon as you have this connection with your inner self, before your inner eye, before your inner eyes, you see a big, big sky filled with sparkling stars. As soon as the stars have noticed that you have discovered them, they begin to grow and create a light that is even more powerful than it was before. 
I am the shiny light. Yes, yes, truly, I am the shiny light. You feel it. You know it. Or the stars. It's now like a big sparkling sun. And you see that energy of this sparkling big, big star that is filled up and looks like a sun full of sparkles and rays. And now it opens up like a big wide door. Yes, like a big, big wide door. And a stream of light is coming down upon you. You feel the energy of the light. This is the light and wisdom of the universe. You experience it. You know it. Ah, yes, you are in energy. You have an energy that is stronger and stronger than you ever imagined. I am of the light. I am a spiritual being. And you breathe a little bit more and more. You are so connected now. So very, very connected. It is like the whole world is only light and you feel that light. You experience that light. And it shines, and you shine. It's like you can fly. This is how you feel about you. I am a spiritual being. And yes, are now in harmony with you and your inner universe. Because that outer universe that you see out there, lives also within you. Yes, also within you. You have access to that. And that biggest, biggest star of them all, that is your connection, your very, very personal and private star. And you can connect with that one at all times, any time. You feel you would like a little light and protection and love in your life. You connect with the star up in the sky and you will feel stronger and better and better all the time. I am a shiny light. I am of the light. Yes. I am of the light. More and more and more and more. Yes. You say yes to the light. And that is the first commandment of the Ten Commandments. That is the light, the God of the universe. The power of the universe. 
And that power is everywhere on all planets. It's an energy of the highest wisdom, of the highest balance. Know who you are, are part of that energy. And once you understand that this is who you really, really are, your life begins to take a new turn towards the light, towards love and light. And you take a deep breath now. This is the rule of the universe to follow. I am the light. That is the power that talks to me. And that is the power that heals you when you're looking for healing. There is only one power, and it's absolutely pure. It is the light. And there is no darkness in that light. There is no darkness in that light. You feel more and more and more how you are connected. If you just let go of all these limitations that our human civilization has put onto you only because they wanted to have control. And you know very well that this power that you have within you is absolutely unlimited. Yes, it is absolutely unlimited. Use it. Love it. It's your best friend. I write about it in the White Light book by Helena Steiner Hornstein. The White Light, a limitless reality. Isn't that a good title? A limitless reality. That's exactly what the light is all about. Use it. It's the gift given to you from the universe. And that is what more advanced planets are using. And what we have been trying as our religion as well, you just didn't understand that this is absolutely unconditional. You have to include everyone in that love. Unconditional love. Yes. And now, slowly, slowly, we're going to come back to the here and now. And when I count to seven, you open your eyes again. If you did close them and open them before, just close them right now and open when I say seven. One, two, three, four. How you love the light within you. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now number seven. You open your eyes and you'll be clear of mind from now on. Very, very clear in your mind. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you from the world. 
from this earth. And I would like you to start to get off the limitation in your mind that you have been keeping for too long. Open up. Be good. Take care. And begin to love the light within you. And then you love the light within everyone else. If there is any light in that particular person, that light, we have to start to awaken somehow. And I talk to those big powers that are trying to take over with the darkness of that. Okay, be good. Take care. Bye-bye.